and next. I'm gonna get it. Let's go. Water of life, what's a wife to me? You matter to me. What a strife to see. The redundancy in history, but this is our story. It'll be our glory. Dear fairy godmother, metal mother nature, I wonder how it's so that I am the ISO. I am the I am the ISO. Sweet like honey. Enemy yummy. You're acting real funny. They call me Miss Lucky. Folks acting nutty. Big dummies holding the bloody money. Stolen land become country, it's crummy, ain't funny Sending through this hush money, I got this conscious bunny I'm hooping, I'm blooming, it's booming Straight grooving, I'm ruling, they looting, it's shooting There ain't no Cupid, the system real stupid Don't put me on hold, you should have known Feelings be burdens, burdening me and birth We hold the breath of life, water in me It ain't no mystery Water enemy, it ain't no mystery. Water of life, what's a wife to me? You matter to me, what a strife to see. The redundancy in history, but this is our story. This is our story, it'll be our glory. Dear fairy godmother, medu mother nature, I wonder how it's so that I am the ISO. They call me Martian, intergalactic. I am galactic, life filled with abundance. I am filled with oneness. Some folks live sunless. I walk with justice on my side. Look at I, look at I. I am the, I am the, I am not shy. I am sublime. You commit crimes against humanity, causing society lose its sanity. Live in vanity, water of life. What's a wife to me? You matter to me, what a strife to see. Sweet like honey, sweet like honey. Enemy, yummy, you're acting real funny. They call me Miss Lucky. Folks acting nutty, big dummies holding the bloody money. But you acting real funny. They call me Miss Lucky. Folks acting nutty, holding the bloody money. Stolen land become country. I got this conscious bunny. I'm hooping, I'm blooming, straight grooving, I'm ruling. They looting, it's booming, it's shooting. They ain't no cupid. The system real stupid. Don't put me on hold. You should have known. Feelings be burdens, burden me and birth. We hold the breath of life, the redundancy in history. But this is our story. What's the mentality of this enchanting immorality? What's the nationality to a governance ruled in oppression? These are the questions. Systematically, there are lessons to be learned. Check the tenacity of the barbarity of your own environment. It's an embarrassment. Water enemy. It ain't no mystery. Water enemy. Watch your history. Water of life. What's a wife to me? You matter to me. What a strife to see. The redundancy in history. This is our story. But this is our story. It'll be our glory. Dear fairy godmother, medu mother nature. I wonder how it's so that I am the I am the I am so. Sweet like honey. Enemy yummy. You acting real funny. They call me Miss Lucky. Folks acting nutty, big gummies holding the bloody money. Sweet like honey, sweet like honey, sweet like honey. Enemy yummy, sweet like honey, enemy yummy. Sweet like honey, sweet like honey, sweet like honey. Enemy yummy, 
Sweet like honey, sweet like honey, sweet like honey, in the me, yummy. Greetings, everyone. This is NX with the More Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And first and foremost, I just want to say, oh my gosh, you guys are so incredible for being consistent and listening to me and hearing my voice, but also really being receptive to the information I'm giving you. And I hope that when you guys are listening, you guys are going back and actually researching what I what it is that I'm telling you, because this information is for you to also be able to share with other people. So with that being said, please, please, please contact me. Tell me what else you want to know about. What do you want to learn more about? Talk to me about different things that you're doing in your community. Let's collaborate, all right? So with that being said, June 25th, 2021, starting at 9 a.m., I attended the Budget Oversight Hearing Committee of the Whole for Washington, D.C. It was virtual, so anyone could have tuned in. I did put it on my social media platforms. If you were able to join in, I would love to hear what your thoughts were. I was actually the 127th person to testify And um, that means that I listened to over 126 people testify about how they feel like the D.C. budget was being misallocated. With this being said, the word of the season is invest, investments, right? Let's get into it. So the fiscal year of the 2020 Local Budget Act of 2021 and also the Federal Portion Budget Request Act of 2021 and the Budget Support Act of 2021 um, was being uh looked at very analytically from the community and that was something i was really 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 proud about i'm really proud for our community for stepping up and saying no no more right we pay taxes and this is what we want the taxes to be used for and first and foremost we want it to be used and to be distributed equitably between communities because as we all know there was a bridge that actually fell down in washington dc on the south side and the most disheartening thing about that is is that you know the the city is very small and if there's one portion of the city that is developed it's like a 10 mile um radius all around so it's like if there's one portion of the city that's highly developed why can't the entire city be developed the same. That's because it's modern day redlining. It's modern day discrimination from the government, right? And it's hostility that's evolved from the government. Even though we may see some type of representation there, it's the mentality that we have to get at with when it comes to diversity and specifically the representation for the people by the people and more so a class issue than anything. So you see a mixture of um, of race, but also class because like, those things are in intertwined right but I'm gonna get into what it was that I was talking about a bit during the testimony and here we go so boosting income security for DC's working class is a path to building racial and economic equity in the district's post-COVID-19 economic recovery but we all know that even before COVID-19 that there was uh, racial and economic inequities which existed But the government and institutions and systems choose to brush over them. Now is the time to say no more. DC's tax structure must become truly progressive with higher taxes paid by
by wealthy residents into big corporate sector to make this goal possible. The Fair Budget Coalition's tax platform is a truly historic achievement in the struggle for a progressive tax structure that addresses DC's huge racial and economic disparities. This is an important first step in a multi-year campaign to bring social and economic justice to DC. We strongly endorse this platform along with the FBC's budget recommendations as the minimum baseline for DC Council action, as well as the demand for $200 million for excluded workers, noting that the mayor has proposed $15 million. It is outrageous that our mayor has shortchanged these workers who suffer disproportionately from the COVID crisis while wealthy residents are pampered, leaving their half a billion dollar Trump tax cut this year untouched in the mayor's proposed budget. We endorse the demands of current movements and other organizations to rethink $14 million budget allocation for BIDs, which has driven gentrification and displacement. D.C. is tied with New York with the highest income inequality in the nation. Income inequality is the driver of bad outcomes for all our residents, as it is for communities around the world. D.C. takes a precedence, and D.C. also has a big racial gap in wealth, with the median white household having 81 times the wealth of the median black household, or I like to say carbonated household or people of color. D.C.'s child poverty rate of 23.1% in 2018 was higher than the poverty rates of all but six states. In 2019, D.C.'s per capita rate of homelessness was the highest compared to the 50 states. In 2016, D.C. had the highest life expectancy gap between white and carbonated or people of color residents than any state in the nation. Carbonated men in D.C. had a life expectancy of 17 years shorter than white males or carbonated females. It was 12 years later than for white females. In 2000, the gap for men was 15 years, for women, 10 years. What is even more telling is the fact that the racial life expectancy gap for both men and women increased from 2000 to 2016. Given disproportionate death rate from COVID-19, this racial gap in life demonstrates this utter failure of trickle-down economic policies of D.C.'s government to address persistent racial and economic disparities. Robust evidence demonstrates that income inequality drives bad health. So, first and foremost, I want to stop right there and speak a little bit on the history of Washington, D.C. So we know for a fact that there were indigenous people that were carbonated that looked like the so-called African or black communities that we like to label ourselves as. And this indigenous community was identified as the Washita Murs. And they existed not only in D.C., but across the nation, specifically in Louisiana. So when you have the Mardi Gras, you'll see a tribe of people that will represent the Washita Murs. And this is actually where the word mo comes from and what's really interesting is that a lot of indigenous native washingtonians that have lived in dc all their lives and their family have lived in dc all their lives may identify with them being black although black actually means to be dead in the eyes of the law politically and just academically that's what the word black means um that's why it was created to create a racial hierarchy you have a lot of people that may identify with this name, this racial categorization, which maintains and sustains racism without really identifying their actual roots and, and who they are. And they actually are the Washita Murs or descendants of the Washita Murs. So what I'm saying is a lot of natives don't even claim their birthright of being indigenous of the land of Washington, D.C. 
And the most interesting thing about this is, is that there has been Supreme Court cases that have talked about and recognized the Washita Murs as actually indigenous people. Um, so this is a very intriguing and just to get a little bit into the history of Washita Murs, well, Mur is actually the ancient name for the original people of the earth, and it's based on ancient teachings of the indigenous people of the Washita uh, River Valley and its tributaries. The indigenous proprietary inhabitants of this part of the Americas recognized themselves as Murs, M-U-U-R-S, modern Western settlers in our lands called us the lost race. And then that's where we're able to be brainwashed into adopting um, identities which are not our own for example black or african or african-american these are racial categorizations that have been imposed upon us and they're not very representory of who we are at all in our in our history it's a, a true fantasy that has been created to sustain the simulation of uh, white domination and uh, white supremacy. But also, you have the name of the mound builders of Mu, right? Um, so it's really interesting and daunting to know that um, in Washington, D.C., we have built up a system of governments that, you know, continues to oppress Native people in such a way where internal displacement is, is rampant and is ongoing, right? before our eyes and not only in this nation but across the americas across this country um all over the world uh, you even see it happen brutally in texas brutally in california and now brutally on the east coast with even new york including um and it's just a very sad thing to realize that we truly are in a suppressed uh, system currently which doesn't allow for us to live in abundance and I say this because a lot of the native people that live in DC are the MERS but there has been a case of cultural genocide mass cultural genocide in this nation and specifically with the indigenous community so they cannot know and forget who they are so they no longer claim their constitutional and sovereign human being birthrights to their land, to their dignity, to be able to grow food. Everyone should be able to have their own land to grow food. What's a house if you can't produce your own food to eat? If you can't have uh, your own source of energy, your own source of water, how is that actually living if you're dependent upon other people capitalism simply doesn't work because it's rooted and founded on the, the theft of us incarbonated people across the world continuously even as i'm talking to you through this phone where bauxite and cobalt were extracted from congo and used to create this technology but not properly giving compensation to people who have nothing they're at war as right now as we speak right 
Um, And these things are ongoing. And yet, you know, we live in a system where we always are met with distractions and disruptions to allow for us to not focus on the freedom that is inherently ours by rights. If only we will for it and fight for it. So during this public hearing for the budget, you had an ask, which was to create a new income tax bracket between 250000 to 350000 and increase the taxes on the top three brackets by 1%, 2%, and 3%, bringing the top three marginal rates to 9.5%, 10.75%, and 11.95%. Under this proposal, we will raise $444 million in recurring local revenue to use for ongoing programs and services that can move our city closer to racial and class equity. And that's really important because they are almost synonymous, right? This racial hierarchy um, intuitively created the class hierarchy that exists. Unlike our working and middle class residents, the very wealthy in D.C. and the big corporate sector are doing very well. So they should contribute to a just recovery by paying higher taxes without uh, increasing other products. Right. Because we see that has been going on during the pandemic. There has been a huge increase in food products and organic food products, for that matter. In addition, rents can be canceled by adequate funding and having the heavily subsidized wealthy landlords absorbing the cost in 2020. The Trump federal tax cuts in D.C. provided an estimated four hundred million dollars in tax breaks to households with incomes above three hundred and fifty thousand dollars like that's worth to remember and remember when it comes to policies oftentimes we don't see the full effect of it instantly we see the full effect of it in the future so it's going to take some time for us to have that really impair us the way that it has and i feel like we're already seeing it and especially when viewing how much we're struggling to um get back to society the way that it was especially when it comes to education what is that going to look like we know that the education system is obsolete right it needs to be revised it needs to be completely deconstructed and reconstructed again in a way where we're actually valuing knowledge connections um and we need to train the youth the youth leaders to be leaders in in their community and to speak up and to stand up and to challenge systems of power at all costs. Um, We need to teach resistance because that's the only way that we can recreate a society that is in the best interest of our children and their children and their children. Right now, we have a situation where our enemies have full control full power they're not the ones that's on the chessboard they're the ones moving the pieces and both of them are um the people of power the black side and the white side right it's it's a play for power but really that's just a distraction it's a disruption none of that matters if we were to come together there is no game anymore to be played because we realize what our rights are as people. Every single person, no matter what you look like, no matter what your race is, 
no matter what your religion is, your creed, your ethnicity, everyone has sovereign rights that should be executed precisely how, how it's meant to be, right? No one has to settle. No one should not have a home. No one should not have land because there's this an entire massive earth that we live on and no one actually owns anything and if the government that we pay taxes to isn't protecting its people then what is it here for these are the questions that are really important that we have to ask ourselves so indeed dc has a tax base with capacity to generate hundreds of millions of dollars in additional revenue that is needed to address the crisis so many of our residents now face as well to reduce racial and economic disparities in 2018 the most recent data available the taxable income of residents earning over five hundred thousand dollars a year was ten billion dollars it is likely 10 billion it is likely even higher today so with that being said it it's it's really a concern for us to be able to speak out and do something different the ucfo should be expected to provide updated data and analysis in its annual reports of dc tax base in particular the taxable income of residents corresponding to their income level as the irs provides but with the lag time of two to three years the actual impact of dc's tax structure on families households with respect to their share of income paid in taxes and it's really time for us to talk about the things that were taken from communities during this era of um, expansionism that has occurred and continues to uh, occur. And so many solutions exist, but especially in creating a public banking system, which is owned by the community. And ideally, I feel like we're getting there close but it's time for a lot of us to arisen from the slumber that we've been in. With that being said, on a lighter note, tomorrow, June 28th, 2021, the United Association of Moors is officially running our program on financial and social empowerment. We are so excited about this. Spread the word if you want to join us it will be virtual and it's going to be a really great conversation as to how do our social identities affect and impair our financial identities and or awareness because they do have a correspondence with each other and especially thinking about how money has been generated right we have to fundamentally rethink how we view wealth, how we view abundance, how we view uh, being rich, um, how we view resources, how we view finance, how we view debt, right? We really need to rethink all those things and apply it to history, but also apply it to today. We have to make those connections. And this is what these conversations are going to be about with these young people aging from 16 to 24 it's going to be an incredible experience and specifically rethinking about why do we hold on to this identity that was given to us by our oppressors it's almost like right and maybe not everyone will get this reference that's okay 
we're here to learn, you know, and if you have any references, please share it with me. But it's, it's like the scene of Kunte Kente keep saying his name, but they're trying to beat him, beat his back down until they, um, until he says the name that the slave master is trying to bestow upon Kunta Kente. And that's not a a true story, but it's based on true stories that happen not only in America, but in the Americas, okay? But then also in African countries itself with the missionaries and everything of that sort. And it's almost as if um, hundreds of years from then, we've kind of just given up like we're all the Kunta Kentes that have just given up and accepted the name that was given by the oppressor our enemy right because we've almost forgotten our history and where we come from we are not black um the English language is not our language but it does derive from our language Meduneter which is great which is awesome mother nature right um, but it's not our language. So you have to understand all these words are meant to be cursive and especially black legally, politically, and socially it means to be dead in the eyes of the law. Right. Um, I understand historically we used black to empower ourselves because that was what was good at that time. Cause that's what we needed. We needed a way to, enhance our our consciousness by using something that was placed upon us and making it positive and especially using their language after they stripped us from our language and our culture use their what they're calling us and say it in in a positive light okay but now it's time for us to awaken it doesn't make sense we cannot use the same terms our oppressors use to begin the work that we need to do to move forward okay more movement we need more movement right we need to really attach our identities with who we are to our core in our dna we are not who they say that we are we are so much more we are indigenous to this land this land is ours we are being internally displaced this is a form of genocide there has been cultural genocide there is current genocide by its very self with the healthcare system with the food deserts that exist with the consistent building of uh Companies that are not environmentally friendly, that destroy communities, right? That are causing poisonous water to be consumed through our showers and sinks. There's so much that's going on in this world. And it's time for us to come together to reach a solution. The job stuff, wage slavery. The job stuff is wage slavery. If you're not producing, what are you doing, right? It's, it's bigger than just pleasing the boss now, right? We have to become our own bosses. It's time. It's time for us to stand up together. And I was really proud of seeing so many people come out and speak at that budget hearing because we need that. That's exactly what we have to do. And especially because we're paying taxes all the time. Involuntarily. Every time you buy something, you're paying taxes. Right? So everyone has to be a part of the conversation. Everything is political all the time. 
everything is politics. Everything works within the system of government. So if that's true, there should have been way more than 150 people at that hearing. (laughs) There should have been 600 plus thousand because that's how many people live in a city. We need to hear every single voice because every single voice matters. And especially decarbonated communities, even the ones that have been displaced to Maryland and Virginia, come back and, and, and speak on your testimonies. We need these things to be documented. And because there's, there's class action suits to be had here, right? Because we have to fight for our rights because if we don't, then our children lose those rights. So it's, it's now or never. With that being said, thank you for listening to my podcast. Like I said, if you have any suggestions, if you want to come and be a guest speaker, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. And if you have any ideas and topics you want to talk about, yeah, my Instagram. M-U-U-R-Z dot Z or United.Mars or more search on Twitter and my email is Nakaja N K O Z I A at more search M O O R S E A R C H dot org. And with that being said, you can also check out our website, which is moresearch.org. Thank you for having me and have a powerful day in solidarity and service. Peace. One more thing, guys, don't forget to invest in yourself, invest in the movement, invest in more.